Welcome to Troubleshooting Agile, a regular problem-solving session for Agile teams. I'm Squirrel, and together with my friend Jeffrey here, we explore common problems Agile teams face, such as slow delivery, tension with the business, or just building the wrong thing. We apply a wide variety of techniques with a special focus on human factors to provide practical, immediately useful advice for getting back on track. Welcome to Troubleshooting Agile. So, uh, Jeffrey, you had this great story that uh, made us both think of uh, blameless retrospectives and human error as uh, topics that we're always interested in. Did, did you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Um, <clears throat> it's sort of ironic how it uh, came about. Uh, yesterday, I was uh, actually writing up a bit on the, the value of uh, root cause analysis and the blameless postmortem approach uh, when my phone rang. And actually, I was getting a call from uh, one of our engineers, uh, and he was calling to share with me a bit of bad news uh, about what had happened on our uh, weekend release. Uh, we'd been uh, changing one of our uh, uh, tables in production. Uh, we had a database migration to run that was adding a column, uh, and the release process failed. Um, this wasn't terrible, um, uh, but then what happened is uh, the engineer who was doing the release uh, had... Uh, uh, decided to uh, came up with a workaround uh, that would work, uh, which is he was uh, dumping uh, the table. Uh, um, however, that uh, had a problem and didn't get all the data. And when he reran it, he accidentally ended up um, deleting uh, some of the some of the data. So we had lost uh, uh, some of the data from the past month. Now he he was calling in part because we had options here. We could restore from backup. Uh, the question is, uh, was it worth the cost? It would take six or eight hours. And this uh, was data that we use primarily for debugging. It's not It's not something that has a, a long-term value. Uh, and in the end, we uh, decided to that we could restore the system uh, with the upgrade, with the new table structure, and uh, not worry about the old data, at least uh, on the weekend. And one um, of the interesting things was how he um, opened the phone call with you uh, and your reaction to that, which sounded really interesting. Well, after we, after we, when we, he was telling the story, the thing that really struck me, given I had just been writing the words blameless postmortem, uh, was he said, well, and then I did something stupid. Uh, and uh, I, I think that, that um, it, we have kind of a natural inclination to look uh, for human error as the cause uh, of problems. Um, but that's, but that's, a, that's a, a fallacy. I think one of the things that we talk about very often is that the output of a system is a function of the system, not the people within it. Uh, and really, uh, I think it's more fair to say that the, the system had let him down in this situation rather than it had been a, a, a human error. Uh, and what I mean by that is, uh, just for, as one example, well, he had tested this database migration in our test environment, and it had worked. Uh, what was the difference? Well, obviously, the, the test environment didn't mirror production uh, uh, well enough to uncover this problem. It came down to the size of the table and the, the amount of temporary space required to make the change. And if our test environment had been a faithful reproduction uh, uh, of the production environment, he would have discovered this. He would have had everything worked out before it got to the weekend. So um, I think if we, it, what it really shows is that if we uh, are satisfied when there are problems to blame uh, human error, then it prevents us from learning about how we can improve the system. Absolutely. And uh, the uh, tendency to blame 
uh, just tends to make people shut down. So, for example, I imagine it would have been harder for him to think about uh, a solution like not worrying about the data in the table if he was thinking in terms of doing something stupid. I imagine that might be also part of why he was phoning you. Um, well, I think that's I, I think that's I think that's true, and I think if if people are are concerned about blame, uh, then uh, uh, two things happen. One is that they're uh, they'll they'll be less likely to take initiative. I mean, in in this case, uh, uh, he when he encountered a problem uh, getting the doing the release, he could have just abandoned it and said, "Well, it it didn't work," and and that and that was an option. And said so he was engaged and used his judgment to come up with uh, an alternative approach. And um, that kind of engagement, uh, I think, is essential for um, uh, high performance on teams. We yeah. we want people to be to to be taking initiative. Absolutely, and it builds trust. If you can do that over time, then people have the the faith that well, when they do phone you, you won't say, "Yeah, I agree, that was pretty stupid. You're fired." <laughs> uh, instead, what you'll say is, uh, "Gee, that sounds like you were being creative. Let's be more creative and come up with a solution." In this case, let's just not worry about the data. Yes, uh, and it, it was interesting to me in part that, that some of the options we had for restoring the data, uh, we, we have various uh, snapshots that we take uh, uh, that we, we could restore from. These were actually the results of past postmortems we had. We we had to recover data in the past, and we, we had uh, decided that it really took a long time, and we wanted to have uh, faster alternatives. And the fact that we did have those options available were a result of prior learning about the system and how the system could improve. Yep. And uh, if listeners would like to check out uh, some relevant reading, there's a, a great book called Normal Accidents, uh, which we'll link in the description. And uh, one of the things it strongly emphasizes is this notion of uh, operator error or human error as almost always being a mistake as the diagnosis of a problem. And there's examples from airplanes and ships and nuclear plants and lots of other things that uh, when they blow up, it's it's worse than losing some de debugging data, as in this case. <laughs> um, and uh, when you look into what actually happened, although often the reports afterwards say human error, the operators made a mistake, when you look into it more systemically, the wing didn't fall off because um, uh, the uh, uh, pilot turned too fast. It was because someone didn't maintain the wing properly. Someone else didn't turn the screw properly. Someone didn't check that the screw was done right. The pilot didn't have a checklist that said, go and check that the screw is screwed in correctly, and then the wing fell off. Um, so uh, that's uh, an excellent place to get lots and lots of examples like the one you were describing. And I, and I think fundamentally, it, it, I think we we probably should do accept the fact that humans aren't perfect. And I, I think we're it, it's strange that we're very often less willing to accept the consequence, which is that any system that then requires humans to make perfect decisions or to execute uh, uh, steps perfectly is, is just an inherently flawed system. Great. Well, uh, so if uh, listeners would like to get in touch with us, have a look at uh, troubleshootingagile.com where you can do things like liking and, and, and emailing us. And, uh, of course, we'd love to get you to subscribe and uh, get more uh, podcasts like this one. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Will. Cool.